What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango. Joining me, as always, are Callum Wiggins. This is basic Smarkonomics. And Robert E. Felice. I'm back, baby. Uh, get rid of me for one podcast. Something about Lash as well. <laughs> he said back, so I was assuming Lash was coming up next. You're back, and Callum is Lash. How about that? And I am the, the WWE logo. There you go. That's what we're doing today. We are uh, spontaneously kind of deciding to add this as our main event. I didn't have a game plan last night. <laughs> I reached out to these guys. It's like, so uh, any ideas? And Rob's idea was to do a fan ounce table of Brock Lesnar versus John Cena from Backlash 2003. It is 20 years ago, around the 20 year mark. I mean, not exactly. That was April 27th. This is April 19th when we're doing this, but that's close enough. We're not going to bother to be like, we have to wait a couple more days or something. And since Brock Lesnar is going to be in the main event of this year's backlash against Cody Rhodes, and there are potentially championship implications in there, it's not quite the same scenario by any means. John Cena was just at WrestleMania. Hey, you know what? Why not? We didn't really have anything else in mind because WWE screwed up a lot of the plans that we had for how are we going to balance out draft things and right you know, we were going to potentially do something based off of King of the Ring in a few weeks and all. So we've had to rearrange quite a bit of the schedule. And this is one of those weeks where it was just like, well, let's figure something out. So um, for anybody that says they want more fan ounce tables, thank Rob for that. It was his suggestion. You're welcome. Is there anything that stood out to you that made you go? How about this match when you were suggesting it? Oh, I was thinking of. The 20-year thing, and then I thought, what if we went back 10 years? But that would be Brock versus Triple H at Extreme Rules, and that was more of a May thing. And I said, you know, John Cena, 20 years of Cena is still kind of a popular topic. Brock's going to be in the main event against Cody. This is, you know, 20 years after Brock just won the WWE title for the second time because... He had to go through adversity, you know, just just it felt like if we're ever going to watch this random match, now's the time. It, it's also um, it's one of their featured matches in uh, John Cena's 2K23, like the whole uh, yeah, the whole Cena showcase mode. One of the matches that features is, uh, is this one. So, yeah, it's aligned in that way as well. So this event is. Obviously, it's not only just Backlash 2003, but this was April 27th, 2003. This is from the Worcester Centrum. It's an interesting name, Centrum, in Worcester, Massachusetts. How do you guys yeah. say the the sauce? It's not spelled the same, but how how do you guys say it? Uh, you know, the sauce I'm talking about. Because nobody has, like, the, everybody says it differently, it seems. It's Worcester. 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 <laughs> I've heard, I've heard more than anything, Worcestershire, which I'm like, you know, who bothered to spell it this way? (laughs) Worcestershire. Yeah, you do realize it's an English city, right? (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, like, what the hell? Why don't you just go for another name for this sauce? (laughs) Make it a little easier for everybody. That's not this. It's from the place. It's from Worcestershire. Look at all the confusion that comes with hamburger. (laughs) What? Everything, you know, it's not ham, but it's from Hamburg. So everybody just goes like, oh, you know, this is kind of confusing. And then Frankfurter hot dogs and stuff. Listen, I'm kind of hungry right now. So. Yeah, you think? 
Eat oh. more than an apple. How about that? Yeah. Well, an apple a day keeps something away. I don't know what. Hopefully it's not keeping you away from leaving your comments below, though. So as we go along here and we watch this and you guys are watching it along with us, that's kind of the whole point. Or maybe you are just listening to us talk. I don't know. Does anybody ever do that? Let me know in the comments. Do you just like not bother to put the thing on? You just listen to the podcast? I'm curious. But the way that we do this thing here is if you've seen any of the fan outs tables or the fan tracks podcast or around fanboys, which the most recent one of those was uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods. Rob and I watched that about a week ago or so at this point. So the way that this works is the same as that. We give you a countdown of three, two, one, play. And if you sync your Peacock feed in particular, that's what we were watching this, or at least that's what Rob and I are watching this because Rob uh, and I have the Peacock feed and Callum's over there with the WWE Network proper. Uh, it is at 121.11 is what we are starting off at. It should be, the screen should have Remedy by Cold, the official theme song of WWE Backlash. And technically, if you're trying to sync it up in a different way and it's from the network and all that, uh, Taz should have just said, I know Cole, I know Cold, I know everybody. And you should pause right after that. And then Michael Cole is going to start off with, ladies and gentlemen, coming up next. And we're going to lead into a video package and it's going to start you know, leading into the John Cena and Brock Lesnar match. Um, so we gave you a, th- a countdown of three, two, one, play. When we say play, we hit the play button. And I hit the little countdown ticker on the time code on the screen. If you are obviously listening to this on the audio only feeds, then there will not be a time code because there's no screen for you, but you should still be able to sync it up pretty much exactly the same way just by listening three, two, one play, that kind of thing. Uh, before we get into that, though, I want to just plug a couple things real quick. I mentioned before leaving a comment below, but another thing that you should do on YouTube if you are over there is hit the like button. Make sure you are also subscribed to the channel. Also ring that little notification bell, set up your alerts. So that way, you know, when we go live for certain things, because, uh, you know, we've done a couple little live fan outs tables in the past. And we, of course, do the pay-per-view point post shows. And I'd like to do some more live content. So that way, if we do decide to randomly go live, you get a little email that'll tell you, hey, these guys are on right now. If you want to be able to click on that. Also next to the subscribe button is a join button. And that gives you access to the channel members only content. The same thing as the Patreon, like the dark cast and the pick a poison tier. And even just the dollar a month tier goes a long way to help keep the lights on here. A little thanks buttons out there too, in case you aren't able to join like the super chats, you would just toss a buck our way or whatever. But the uh, dark cast that's going to be coming up soon is going to be the mock draft fantasy booking. What if sort of combo thing where we're going to address the idea of what if, AEW were to have a brand split, how would you balance out the rosters? And, you know, obviously you're going to separate CM Punk and that side from the elite. But when you start getting into some of the other things, you know, where does Jade Cargill fall? And what happens with, you know, does the Dynamite brand get Britt Baker or does the Dynamite brand get Thunder Rosa? Because they seem like they need to be separated and such. So stay tuned to the Dark Cast for that. Also pick up some merchandise on Redbubble and Public. And just for the sake of it, let me get the plugs out of the way when it comes to some other things here. Also, share your support for Fanboys Anonymous, the blue brand, if we're talking about the red and blue split. Fanboysanonymous.com is all about geek culture. So if I want to talk about video games or movies or comics or TV shows or whatever, that's the place you're going to find it. That's where the Shazam thing is. And that is also where the Blueprint Project is housed. 
And you should know the Blueprint Project by now, but if you don't, that is my huge epic undertaking of trying to take the entire history of certain characters and to rewrite their, uh, you know, from 1 to 100 with the Batman story or, um, you know, 10 different realms when it comes to Thor, redoing the whole Star Wars uh, movies, whatever it might be. The Batman, a nighttime story. I already have a couple things up for that, and I have chapter three recorded. I haven't started rec- uh, editing it yet, but that's going to be coming up pretty soon. Probably you know, within a week from now, I'll have that up. So if you want to know the continuation of the story of where Bruce Wayne left off, that is coming up soon. Stay tuned for that. Also, check out my pitch for Absolute Power Rangers, a Mighty Morphin epic. That is, of course, a completely different sort of thing from the Batman A Nighttime Story. That is a 12-feature film thing that I have really dived really deep into in a way that anytime I talk to somebody about it, they're always just like, you're putting way more thought into this than I thought you would. (laughs) So check that stuff out. And, of course, we will uh, talk more about that stuff on Fanboys. But, hey, it's Markout Moment, and we've got a match to watch here for the fan ounce table. So let's get the ball rolling on this. Remember, I will say three, two, one, play. When I say play, you will see the stopwatch go the way that you can see it on your screen right now, just to give you an indication of that. So let me um, let me pause this. Let me reset that. And you should get all this stuff up and ready to go, because I'm ready. What about you, Rob? I am ready. What about you, Callum? I'm always ready. All right, everybody. So we are going to get this started in three, two, one. Play. Uh, old school John Cena. Built on respect. <laughs> Now, I have not seen this match. I've not seen the build-up of the promo, anything, so I'm getting a uh, crash course right now. Yeah, so so this is my first backlash. This is the first backlash ever since I started watching wrestling. Uh, That's a line. Yeah. So, Lesnar was um, WWE champion, of course, uh, after winning at WrestleMania 19, defeating Kurt Angle for the title. Kurt Angle was out of the picture because he got uh, got his neck caved in. <laughs> and so they decided to put this one, to, um, one number one contenders tournament. Cena was very, very... Um, he was very new into this gimmick at this point, less than a year in. Less than a year into the main roster in general. <laughs> Cena beat The Undertaker thanks to the FBI. How far is it before he starts getting into like groundswell support, babyface heading towards the uh, U.S. title type? Months away, months, couple months. Uh, Yeah, so he he officially turns babyface in the build towards Survivor Series 2003. He's already getting a lot of groundswell support at that point. At this point, he's very much mid card. I love this song, by the way. (laughs) It's worth noting that like. John will have this match here. He will go on to be part of like a lower mid card six man tag the next month. 
But then he literally fights Undertaker and then Kurt Angle and then he's babyface feuding with guys like Brock again. Like, that's how you build a star. That is why John Cena had staying power. Because there was no off switch once they got going. Almost like giving somebody upward momentum and not just halting it to a dead stop is probably the right course of action. And they haven't learned that lesson for the past 20 years. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you say that, I mean, like next month after, after this show, it's not like he's immediately moving towards like United States titles. Well, to be fair, United States title doesn't exist at this point. Uh, oh, it doesn't, doesn't arrive. No, it doesn't arrive until uh, a good two or three months. Uh, Vengeance 2003. So it's a few months away from coming mm. into the WWE. But uh, yeah, I mean, next month he's at judgment day. He's a, uh, he teams with the FBI against uh, Chris Benoit, Rhino, and Spanky. Hmm. But there is a little bit of follow over that full-blooded Italian thing because he teams with them. Yeah, and then he's fighting, and then he fights the Undertaker at Vengeance, and then he's fighting Kurt Angle at No Mercy. So he is fighting top names. He's losing pretty much all the time, but you know. I don't think if I would have been watching at this time, I don't think I would have liked rapper Cena. I'm shocked to hear that. <laughs> and there's another line. <laughs> Not bad. I mean, he's. Jankies jersey. Yeah, so yeah, so <laughs> obviously he's from Boston, so he's from Boston, so they're trying to heal him by making him wear a New York Yankees jersey instead. Mm-hmm. And uh Oh Yankees sucks chance. Hey, your your sports team is not my favorite sports yeah. team. <laughs> hey, I'm from a different region than you. I supported the, the region that I'm around. <laughs> I never understood the mass loyalty when it comes to that. I miss Taz. Just every time Brock coming out, just Taz just saying, "Well, here comes the pain." That was just his thing. It's like his boss time. <laughs> Much more subtle though, wasn't like. Bwah! Taz is great on commentary. Uh, you know, with him just goofing off on AEW, that's the best part. But I digress. <laughs> this is the best looking Brock Lesnar because he's not like. Oh, no pyro? He built. Yeah, I know. No, no, well, he, no, no he'll, pyro have, he'll have pyro. Chicken, yeah. But, um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just like crowd, like my volume, whatever, stuff like that. The crowd don't sound super into him. No, because this is probably like a given. Nobody believes in John Cena at this point. No, I'm saying they don't really sound that into Brock either. There we go. They were into that pyro, though. Mm-hmm. They always cheer the pyro. It, it it does feel like a very, like, a dead rub. Like, this is first feud. No chance you're losing type scenario. Like, this is... 
this is putting Daniel Bryan against Kane in his first match. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, he's not losing that. Cena's always moved awkwardly, but he still hasn't found it yet. And pretty great. It's quite interesting that like they're going to have this match and it's going to be quite like back and forth. And realistically, the well, at least the most memorable match these two ever had was uh, Rose, beating right? John Cena up for. Oh no, I was talking about the the SummerSlam. John uh, Brock just beating John Cena up for like ten minutes, and then hmm. I mean that's where kind of Suplex City was. Not the phrase itself, but the concept of Suplex City was born in that match. See, if I think John Cena versus Brock Lesnar, I think the comeback match. Yeah, it, I mean, it's hard not to, but because, like, I, I think of that match because what the fuck were they thinking having Lesnar lose his first match back? It was kind of weird if you look at it in retrospect, yeah. yeah. I think I it might have been a humbling got... thing. Like, yeah. hey, if you're going to come back, you need to prove that you're willing to do business, you know? Well, I, but, I, like, you need to remember, there was a whole thing with John Cena being like, I'm going away. Hmm. He was going through the divorce <laughs> at the time, I believe. I think they yeah. got cold feet with having John lose twice, well, and that's whole... what happened. Yeah. Well, the whole story of that year that was that was supposed to be telling was that Cena had a terrible year, which then led to his redemption against The Rock. But the whole thing is that he actually, year. yeah, the fact is like he wins that match. I think he wins the title at some point that year as well. So it's like no, not that year. That year oh, is that Punk's year. year. Oh yeah, it's Punk's year. Yeah, Punk is champion the whole year. Yeah, you're right. But um, he. But it's not like he he loses. He very steals often. punks he, feud with Laurinaitis. Like it was yeah, very he wins weird. Money in the bank that year. So it's like because it's sort of like with with uh, Cody where they got cold feet. Oh, you had you had to tell the simple story, and they didn't want to do it. Mm. And did it all work out in the end, or does it make you a little nervous that Cody's isn't going to work out? <laughs> I mean, it worked out fine for John. John was bulletproof at that point. Yeah. Cody's not as bulletproof as yeah. John was. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is the sort of match that you can like, look back on in retrospect and just say, like, okay, this was kind of a starting point for Cena being elevated towards, like, main event level. Like, he's fighting for the WWE Championship. Yeah, this, so, I mean, this match, it works out for John. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's kind of, like, one of those things that you could also look back on. Like, if it went in a different direction, you'd look back and feel like... I'm sure Tatanka fought for the WWE Championship at one point or whatever, and then just you know mm -hmm. didn't go anywhere. Exactly. That's so like it, it's it's kind of like your one of your make or break things, and it could just either be the 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 pinnacle of your career or the start of it, essentially. Yeah, I mean, realistically, we're probably going to get Zelina Vega versus Ray Ripley pretty soon, and I don't think anybody's going to look at that as Zelina's going to end Rhea's title reign. You know what they did great in this one is they gave Cena a bunch of uh, again it weren't exactly the cleanest wins ever but they had him beat a bunch of guys and get this earnest opportunity. Yeah, the win against the Undertaker was very uh, uh like vague because you know that's kind of what the Undertaker was like at this point in time. Just never, just don't put anybody over. But um, but yeah, he beat Guerrero and Benoit, two guys who by next year would be world champions. But Tony Chimble was just flailing all over the place there. Poor bastard. They always like to pick on poor Chimble. Do you guys miss the different look for the Raw and SmackDown referees? 
what blue and what, so yeah, it was the blue shirts for the SmackDown ones, and then the just the traditional, traditional black and white slight stripes for Raw. Yeah, uh, I yeah, do because yeah, you've had to differentiate the brands. They're meant to be different. Yeah, imagine that if you're going to do a brand split, <laughs> mm-hmm. make it different. Who yeah. would have thought? No, I miss. I miss uh, that whole uh, backlash set design. Yeah, the set Hello, designs I... is another thing. Like this era, I think was the peak of. It doesn't look, you know, like a dimly lit arena, but it also isn't dramatic. You know, like the way they have it now is ridiculous. This is a good. This is a good balance. It's interesting because, like, this is also kind of a rare thing, really, because this is like the only like less than a year period of Cena being heel, Cena wrestling heel. Because basically, beyond this point, beyond like, past Survivor Series two thousand three, Cena doesn't wrestle heel for the rest of his career. You think that Lesnar, that he cut himself ahead of time and then just taped it up and then to do that? Or do you think that this was... Well, yeah, yeah, the story going into it was that uh, Cena had bloodied bloodied him up on the SmackDown prior to this. Mm -hmm. So I guess they, yeah, he probably still had stitches in place or whatever. And it was just a case of just, uh, just picking away the stitches, really. It's such a different style match than these two would end up doing. Well, no, because after is it? I think it starts with the Cena match, and then after Goldberg, it's just ridiculous. Where Brock just has to do two moves. At this point, you still had to have a match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's actually wrestling a match here. He's looking vulnerable, and he's you know doing more than a suplex and an F five and a tackle. Mm. Well, I think I it's think, kind of. I, I think it's. I think it's. It's worse like this. Like I think I know there's always going to be a happy medium. I know it came like repetitive because they just weren't giving him good challenges to to put up against. But it is a case of that whole formula really kind of works for him. That's how you would book a guy like Lesnar could just be throws a guy around and dominates him. And to be fair, he's a. I think something that uh, people don't give uh, Lesnar enough credit for is the fact that he's an excellent seller. He sells really well. But he should never be on. He should never be on defense for long. Yeah, unless you're up against somebody who the whole point is that they are equal or yeah above him. Like he, yeah. I mean, Omas is bigger than him, so putting up a fight against that makes a lot more sense than if he's up against like Finn Balor or whatever. Oh yeah, but just yeah. But it's just so interesting to see Cena do this style because. I mean, put it this way: like it's kind of it kind of made sense for him to become a babyface at some point because his heel offense is rather bland. Like you know, it's just like a really traditional side suplex. Now we've got like this this chin lock in place. Well, you got to think like at this point, the high flying maneuvers are being done by like Eddie. Mm-hmm. If you look at Eddie in the grand scheme of things, his style isn't that. Insane, you know, it was like compared to what we see now, it would be like East Kurt Angle. It's a good visual, by the way. <laughs> All the blood dripping down Tina's uh, side of his face. Mm. 
Gina's got a full head of hair here. <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that's it. That's it. I always laugh that Cena says he had new gear ready when they told him he was going to turn heel for The Rock, and then got cold feet again. <laughs> um, I wonder what that would have looked like. You know, I wonder what John Cena in gear would be. It'd be quite funny if he'd have just reverted back to what he was originally wearing when he came into the company. Yeah, it's like trunks, the colorful trunks. Yeah. He changed change them for colourful shirts instead. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I can understand your uh, point of view of like not um, thinking the uh, thinking Cena would uh, you'd you'd like the rapping Cena, and frankly, like rapping is the is is it yeah. very much like air quotes at this point in time. <laughs> but um, the, that's the, the that's why yeah. that's why in particular because it's like yeah. there's no beat to it. There's no like. Yeah real rhythm it's just uh it's like bad slam poetry you know <laughs> see i also see the problem with this is the fact that like like see the crowd is just like dead at this point like this is the double down spot where the crowd is supposed to get into lesnar making the comeback mm-hmm. and they're really not into it and i think the main reason for that is that brock i think brock can work as a baby face if he's like you know beating up some really hated sniveling heel and he's just destroying them for minutes but uh, as we saw, like over this past year or so, he he can really work as a um, as a baby face, but he has to be destroying people. If he's in this kind of match, they don't. Re- no one really wants to see Brock Lesnar in peril. I don't think. Well, it's weird too when you've got the bigger guy is mm. being subordinate to the smaller guy. Yeah. Like realistically. Yeah. Rey Mysterio shouldn't be a baby face for, I mean, it shouldn't be a heel for a number of different reasons. One of them being, of course, colorful costume and all, but like, could you imagine Rey bullying somebody, you know, like if you're Drew McIntyre and Rey Mysterio is like, Hey, I'm going to kick your ass, pal. And I'm Drew. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to pick you up and throw you into the crowd. <laughs> you know, like they got some, let's go Tina. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like they are in Massachusetts. He tried to get him with the Yankees bit, but what? I, I, I mean, it's a mixture of things. I think it's also issues that, but I also think that like Brock's Brock doesn't at, at this point in his career doesn't work as a babyface if Kurt Angle's not involved. Uh, maybe even more than that, though. We talk about the the joke with Cody and the adversity, but Brock Lesnar. This is a year after his debut. And he's done nothing but run through every motherfucker. They might be a little sick of Brock Lesnar here. Well, I think it's not even that sort of thing. I think it's the case of... uh, So I think his uh, momentum was severely derailed by the fact that they had him lose to the big show at Survivor Series. But um, I think that... Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to really put a finger on because like you never really know. I mean, they have Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle comes back from his surgery in a few months' time, and then he almost immediately beats Lesnar for the title again. And then Brock just turns heel. Yeah, and then Brock turns heel, and then you're you're back to the races really because Lesnar just works better as a heel. Dude, in the crowd's got a shirt that says Shrek three sixteen. <laughs> Awesome. The crowd are into this now because they're probably just bored. That, well, to be well, fair, that's it, quite that's that's physically impressive that he just picks him up from the mat. 
I mean, we see it all the time now with the obnoxious, we want tables and there's Boston fans. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to participate. Was there a big Canadian flag hanging from the ceiling? Why not? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Massachusetts? It's kind of strange. <laughs> They'd probably stop the match now because there's blood. <laughs> oh yeah, they would not have. Yeah. Oh, it's Brock. Brock's Brock's allowed to bleed. He's allowed to ble- cause other people to bleed as well. Even if he has to bust them open the, the hard way. Yeah. Don't know what the fuck that was. We've just seen him just bumping shoulders into. <laughs> yeah, sloppy. The he is still like. <laughs> and now they're getting booed. Now he's getting booed. Oh fuck it! Now just completely whiffed that oh, and just hit his arm. John, instead. no, please. <laughs> I mean, I mean, also, we, like, we talk about the adversity about Cody, like, not suffering enough. Um, I think people seem to forget that Lesnar won the title within, like, three months of debuting. Well, mm-hmm. that, that God, was this my is point. terrible. This is awful. <laughs> yeah, John Cena's yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> I assume it's... Look at... Look! What, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I think Lesnar just. I think Lesnar's getting pissed. <laughs> Lesnar's getting pissed off that this guy just isn't going on. Going oh on no! Why do they put him in a six-man tag next month? <laughs> he sucks here. Wow. I mean, to say like Cena never became a. Cena became a great. Uh, he became a great Cena. It. Like he didn't. Yeah. Nobody else works Cena's style. Cena's a yeah. great sports entertainer. He's not necessarily the best pro wrestler. <laughs> Bro, this is a mess. Yeah. This is yeah. He didn't hit I him. Think, I don't know if you could tell that his yeah. fist came nowhere near his balls. <laughs> well, Cena's fists never go near anything that's like, like actually actually connects. Was he? Oh, wait, the throwback. That's a yeah, great he, move that he does not do anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It would just drop that from his arsenal pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. He had it for a few years. I think he stopped around when he came back from the second torn pack. Yeah, I guess so. Guess you don't want to take that much of a high impact thing. Then he starts, but then, but then, like in future, he starts doing hurricane runners. Fuck it! Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> that could be really bad. Yeah. Wait, oh, he grabs that chain. Who's this ref? Brian uh, that's Brian Hebner. Okay. He'll have son. So he looks familiar, but I couldn't place him. He's supposed to kick him in the balls there, but he missed wildly because he's John Cena. And we're done. <laughs> God, that, that's a lame finish. But he just goes goes for the thing. He kicks him. See, Brock's holding his balls because it's supposed to be another kick to the balls. But yeah. like the fact that Brock decides to take like 10 seconds to walk around a little bit before pinning him. Yeah. So what do we think about this here? It's bland. Uh, yeah. In retrospect, I mean, I wasn't watching at this time, so I don't know about like the how it fits into the mold of you know what led into it, what follows out of it. But to me, this—if I wasn't watching wrestling and I watched this match, I wouldn't be impressed enough to continue to watch. Well, so okay, a bit of context of what comes next. So. Earlier on in the night, there was a match between Big Show and Rey Mysterio. And that was obviously, it went as you would expect it to go, which is Big Show pretty much squashed Rey Mysterio. 
like chokes landing through the mat. But then the big thing that happened afterwards is that uh, Rey Mysterio was taken out on a stretcher due to the match. And Big Show came back out, grabbed Rey Mysterio on the stretcher, and swung him into the ring post. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's, it, it's that's like a great one clip. Of the best things the Big Show ever did. And that leads to a stretcher match between Brock Lesnar and the Big Show at Judgment Day for the WWE Championship, where Rey Mysterio gets involved and helps uh, Lesnar get the victory. So. so that makes some sense, but it has absolutely nothing to do with John Cena. So then no, that kind well, of well, I say Cena. Cena goes back down the card after this. He gets, I say, gets thrown in with the FBI for a little bit. Then he goes into the match with the Undertaker at Vengeance. That's kind of his next like big match after this. Then it's the match with Kurt Angle at No Mercy. Then he's then he turns babyface. He joins uh, Kurt Angle's team at Survivor Series against Brock Lesnar's team. And then you're on the fast track to him becoming United States champion of WrestleMania 20. And then and then you're properly off to the races with him. He basically makes that title his own for the entirety of 2004. And then he's W champion by 2004. Hmm. So this was his first opportunity at the title. I don't know how many other future opportunities he had at the WWE title before fighting JBL at he WrestleMania. I'm pretty sure he didn't. Yeah, if if anything, you had a handful, and they were probably all on like that. None of them were on pay per view, so they would have only been like on SmackDown. But um, but yeah, this is like yeah the first the first glimpse of Cena being in that position of a title guy. But yeah, I think looking back on this and just seeing kind of especially t- the end sequence, how sloppy that was, but then also just the whole match feeling so mid card for your WWE title match. I think it's quite clear why it took him an, an extra two years to actually be on top. But again, I'm going to say it's important to note they did not stop the momentum with him. You know, they kept it going. And I think that that's something that wrestling is missing today where it's like, if it doesn't click immediately, they want to shift gears from a guy. And they shouldn't do that. I just realized I probably should have stopped the uh, countdown timer for anybody that's <laughs> on this. But, uh, I mean, that's been going on. And maybe if you wanted to continue to watch it, I don't know. But um, that's the match. I mean, that's something that maybe, who knows, if they're going to revisit anything remotely similar to this when it comes to Cody. I don't think so. Because, I mean, it is a different scenario. Brock Lesnar being champion instead of being like a kind of... Uh, an obstacle to get over to get back to the championship and all, but I mean, John Cena hadn't won the title yet at this point. Cody Rhodes hasn't won the title yet at this point. I'm at least hoping that Lesnar and Cody have a better match than the Lesnar and Cena match that happens here. Well, I mean, they're good. I think they're going to have a great match. I think, I don't think Cody's going to win, but we'll say that before we get to it. I think uh, Lesnar's winning too. Yeah. I think it's going to be like Brock's second match, the Backlash. That's a fun one. Or to be a third. Did he fight in 2002 at Backlash, Cal? Yes, he did. Actually, I'll quiz quiz Tony on this one. Uh-huh. Seemingly, you don't you don't know either. Yeah, uh, no idea. So, so Backlash 2002 was uh, Lesnar's first pay per view match. Who do you think that he fought at WrestleMania? Uh, WrestleMania at Backlash 2002. <laughs> uh, Backlash 2002. I'll give you three guesses at it. Spike Dudley. No. <laughs> um, Matt Hardy. 
holy shit, you got you got it right. Oh really? Okay. Wow. <laughs> damn. Okay. Yeah. He. So, actually, was it Matt? It might. It, it, might it was been, Matt I, and Jeff. Didn't oh, he? Uh, uh, no, it was sorry. Uh, it wasn't Matt. It was it was Jeff. I think. Oh, uh, well, Jeff Hardy wouldn't have been my third guess. Yeah. Let me just check. Back third back guess, back. I would have been probably like, uh, I don't know, like uh, Hooventude or something. <laughs> You know, one of those people. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was Jeff. Yeah, it was Jeff Hardy. I thought it was Matt for a second, but it was actually. I thought uh, he fought him both. I thought he just beat him both. Uh, so that led to a match at Judgment Day 2002, which was uh, the Hardy Boys versus Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman in a tag team match. And then he's just off. To, and then they never do anything mid card with him ever again. He's just a main event guy until yeah, he then he went. Yeah, then he wins King of the Ring the next month, and then he becomes. Uh, then he fights Rob Van Dam for the Cornell title, but loses by disqualification and then he beats rocket SummerSlam, and then yeah then he's main event guy from that point onwards four months four or five months <laughs> since his debut if they want to push you they're gonna push you if they don't yeah. want to push you doesn't matter how popular you are they're gonna skirt around that and you know yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I really again i want to talk about this adversity thing because i think it's it's such a silly lame thing that people are using i wouldn't be mad if it was just like sheep using it but like everybody from Heyman to dustin Rhodes, everybody's like well they're making him earn it so cold earlier today oh it's not the right time hmm. yeah it's, it's just it's so silly like be better do better well at least when it comes to backlash that is this little uh fan ounce table and of course, if you want us to do any other commentary tracks and all, always leave a comment below. Even if we don't necessarily have it in our plans, you never know. Maybe it's a spontaneous extra dark cast. Maybe it's something that we fold into for the next couple weeks or so. And of course, we don't just necessarily do pure, hey, it's the one match. And that's, we tend to do that a little bit more, especially when it comes to something like the Royal Rumble that ends up taking like an hour or like a money in the bank or an elimination chamber or whatever. And maybe we'll come around to that when it comes to survivor series or whatever, but sometimes a random spontaneous match like this is something that we could do. So if there is a match that you want us to watch, let us know, make sure that if you want to make sure that we do that, then you take advantage of the pick or poison tier where you can be like, Hey, look, I specifically sponsored this. I want you guys to watch that match or something. And Stay tuned to whatever it is we have coming up next. Probably the dark cast on that side. And if you don't see that that is up on the channel, that's because that is only really promoted to the people that are on the dark cast tier already. So if you check smartcatmoment.com, then you can see that posts go up for whatever the podcast is. And that way, you know, Hey, look at that. That's actually a, a different podcast. Maybe I missed it on the, the YouTube front. I don't trust YouTube these days when it comes to like actually promoting things all that well. I tried to set up the channel on here a little bit better for the most recent content and all because they weren't even bothering to do that for the live things. So basically, basically, if you go to uh, facebook.com slash moment or you go to twitter.com slash moment or you go to smartoutmoment.com, that is a better way of judging whether or not something's been uploaded on YouTube, funny enough. In any fashion... All that stuff is heading your way. We got another episode of the hot tags coming up later on this week. And then next week, I don't really know exactly what our main event is going to be either. I mean, we have a couple ideas in mind, but the current game plan was to potentially do the fantasy league draft 
and then to also break down something related to the draft because the draft will be somewhat close to i mean they're gonna do it on friday and then i don't know we're, we're gonna do something based off of that but eventually the week after that we're gonna get into backlash predictions and cover that pay-per-view and then who knows when we lead into the three pay-per-views that are happening on the same weekend in may we might have to spread that out a little bit i don't know spread the wealth in some way in any fashion though that is all happening and make sure that you are staying tuned to not just the smart count moment side of things but also fanboys anonymous make sure that you are also going to all the places you can find on anthonymango.com or amangotree.com facebook twitter instagram letterboxd whatever it might be that you want to follow follow me at tony mango and follow what rob and Callum are up to yep you can follow me everywhere dude fleet make sure to check out everything on fightful.com including fightful select on ross Abdur doing great work over there check out wrestlezone.com and check out what Callum has going on yep find me on twitter at wigmeister 14 Head on over to smallcountmoment.com to check out the power rankings, my weekly contribution every Saturday. And the Fantasy League will be coming back soon. I have plans in place to like shake it up a little bit, but the rules will be in place soon and we'll have our teams drafted pretty soon as well. All right, everybody, that's it for this main event. And we will see you next time. But for now, this has been another Smart Out Moment. And we're being counted out.